All right, guys, welcome to episode 12. I really appreciate many of you guys that kind of stuck stuck with me here. Last week, we did not have an episode. It was kind of a crazy week with uh, two days of car issues. Once my car, then the next car, which held up a, a, the Merlin Chrome case brake that we uh, had run. That ended up running, I think, on either Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. Uh, anyhow, but that did run. Pulled some nice stuff out of that. We had a, a Ryan Cherokee that Wiggs cards pulled, which was an out of 10. And Mbappe out of 15 went to JBT, um, along with a Nuno Mendes gold auto, which was really nice to 50. So some really nice cards came out of that. Problem was the case. It was a sealed case, too. There was no match ball. There was no renaissance either. So for those that were involved in the break, I have reached out to Tops. I filled all the paperwork and I've mailed out the requirements they required. They required kind of the UPC codes off the boxes. So I don't know what they really do with those, how they verify things. So I'm pretty sure card companies don't keep a running track list of where what goes where and what ends up where. So, you know, anyhow, really wanted to today kind of start this episode with a few different things uh the world cup is coming up it's you know 17 20 days away something like that i'm trying to do my math here uh and i'm failing miserably at it so but we're right in that uh that neck uh the stretch run here right i should say not neck but stretch run uh and so i i wanted to kind of talk a little bit about today this might be a little bit different episode to kind of i'm going to talk more the the game versus the hobby uh or and then try to correlate the hobby back to the game one of the things i really want to talk about is talk about some of the youngsters or potential players that could break out for this year's world cup we always see it happen i started to kind of poke through my brain from the years of watching the world cup and trying to identify certain players that really struck me at particular World Cups and times. And I'm trying to remember there was probably about three of them that really kind of, uh, I would say, uh, memorable to me in terms of players that weren't really well known quite yet or were known, but they just hadn't performed yet at the big stage or hadn't been given the opportunity, whatever the case may be. But so 1998. Uh, this was an uh, English player, 18 years old at the time. You, you may know him, Michael Owen. He was really good at that World Cup. He scored the equalizing goal against Tunisia. And then uh, against Argentina, he won a penalty in that game. If you remember correctly, and I remember he scored a really brilliant goal too as well, which you know, ultimately I think they were eliminated by Argentina at the time. If I remember correctly, I believe Beckham got a red card in that game. It's kind of a legendary game. But Michael Owen, 1998, he was 18 at the time. A few years later, obviously, he had moved to Real Madrid. Wasn't as successful there due to injuries. Really kind of a sad story in terms of Michael Owen. Prolific goal scorer. Excellent player. He did win a Ballon d'Or. Not many people remember that, which is strange to me because with the hype that the English players get, you'd figure that, People would remember that, but Michael Owen did win a Ballon d'Or. I'm trying to remember if that was, I think it might've been 2001 or 2002. I can't remember correctly, but, um, but you know, do your research on that because he was kind of a player that stood out to me. In 2014, uh, you had James Rodriguez for Colombia. He had two assists and a goal um, in the first game. And then he had a huge, and that was against Greece at the time, if I remember correctly. Then he had a huge, uh, a stunning volley goal versus Uruguay for those that remember that 
Um, ultimately, they were eliminated in the round of 16. Um, they lost to Brazil in the quarterfinals there. Um, excuse me, they lost to Brazil in the quarterfinals, but against Uruguay was when he scored that volley. So beautiful goal. If you don't remember it, go look it up on YouTube. You'll see it. It's excellent. That kind of transitioned his move to Real Madrid at the time. Uh, after he had played at Monaco uh, and Porto. He started at Porto. Uh, again, that South American connection, going to play in the European leagues. A lot of them stop in Portugal first, develop there. The, the few case in points would be like an Angel Di Maria, Argentinian player Ramirez, who was a Benfica player who later ended up at Chelsea, then went over to the China Super League. Um there's a few others, right? I mean, Benfica, I think, and then Porto were really strong in that department in terms of taking South American players, developing them, and then selling them for profit. So obviously that continues today quite a bit. Uh, you know, Benfica now has Enzo Marti, Enzo, uh, Enzo Hernandez, right, who's going to be fantastic for them. Another kind of memorable player that I remember in 2010 was uh, Thomas Müller for Germany. He had never really, uh, he had barely played for Germany at the time. Uh, it was called up for the national team, scored against Australia. Then in around the 16, he scored twice and assisted once against England. So he ended up winning the golden boot for that tournament. People forget that Thomas Müller won the golden boot in the 2010 World Cup tournament. Phenomenal achievement. Today, he's still a very good player, obviously. He is aging, but he still solidifies that team for Germany and Bayern Munich. Just an excellent player. So, really, you kind of look and you try to find who are these players that are going to break out. Again, I don't think we're going to see that bump like many people expect in terms of players' cards bumping or, or going up quite a bit. I think we have a lot of stuff that are baked into some of the values today in, in terms of what cards are representing. But... There are opportunities, and I have about a name of about 15 guys I'm going to kind of be watching that should be really interesting at the World Cup and what they can do uh, that could impact their card values. And some of these guys you probably already know. Some of them you might not know. Some of them are unique in the fact that they may not have a bunch of rookie cards out there and they're a little harder to find, or they might only have a rookie sticker. So that's kind of, you know, where you're at. And again, with stickers, stickers is kind of a separate market in my eyes. It's uh, it's a really cool market. I do like stickers. Do I love them? No. Do I like them? Yes. Do I collect some of them? Yes, absolutely. Um, in terms of how they'll, they'll basically age over time, that depends on what the market thinks. Uh, in terms of the World Cup stickers that came out this year, it, it seems like those are doing really well. I think the introduction of parallels has really kind of bolstered that strength and i think some of the card collectors are understanding now why stickers are important to the soccer market uh especially culturally right in europe they are the bigger kind of animal than the cards although that's kind of changing over there as the hobby matures in europe and the rest of the world so you have to consider some of those things um when you're looking at investment opportunities and if you're just collecting because you like stuff you know i'll give you a few examples i got a few ronaldo uh stickers from this year's world cup set that i sent to psa i think i had a red uh and a blue maybe no actually i didn't have a red somebody else had a red Rui patricio collection had a red that got sent but i had a blue and a regular one i sent them to psa at 18 bucks because i want them for my collection when you're collecting it doesn't matter and stickers are so fragile that you're probably better off slabbing those stickers it just makes more sense versus having them on hand loosely where they can get damaged so 
consider those things if you're collecting, right? And we know over long term stickers do well. Um, and in this case, I think the Messi, the Ronaldo stickers out of the set, whether base or parallels, I think over over time they'll be significant because they are their last World Cup stickers, potentially their last international tournaments. Uh, I, I know Ronaldo said he wants to play the next Euros, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and Messi, probably the same situation. He probably won't play another World Cup, but he'll probably play in the next Copa America. We'll see if that happens as well. But really want to take a look at some guys that I'm going to be watching uh, in terms of um, what what they could do at the World Cup and why they may be potential players that you could look for their cards and see what you can find. Um, we have about 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 players. 17 is a lot. So majority of this episode is going to be covering some of these guys. So hopefully you'll enjoy it and and try to figure out where their cards are. I am I do know on some of these guys' cards where they are or what they are. So I will definitely key on those and where you can find them. All right, so first player we're going to talk about. Many of you guys know this player. Fantastic player. I'm high on him as well. I have been high on him for many years. Uh, excellent. Uh, one of the best dribblers in the world, I think, at this point. Um, I saw what he did this week at the Champions League against Salzburg, where he dribbled the ball across the box, all the way across the box to the other end, and uh, made a cross that ultimately led to a goal for AC Milan. Of course, I'm going to be talking about a Portuguese player in this list. Obviously, Rafael Leão, right? Uh, kind of a star. Not a He's young, uh, but somebody that is an unknown. Uh, the question for Rafael Leão is, is he going to start for Portugal? I think he should. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Uh, he has the ability to start for Portugal. And with Portugal losing Jota, it makes a big difference in terms how they might line up in terms of does Leon get the start? I think he will start on that left side uh, where he typically kind of plays for Portugal. What's unique about Rafael Leon, he's got one rookie card, really. There are only three different kind of parallels. Excuse me, there's probably two different cards, right? You have his rookie ticket, his base. You have his rookie ticket in the red version, which is the team all exclusive of 2019 Chronicles. And then you have his cracked ice, which I know Carta Maglia owns one, which is fantastic. It's a PSA 10. It's a beautiful card. But this player really is on the cusp of really becoming something special, uh, I think, in terms of the recognition that is needed for him to be known worldwide. I think some of us don't realize how good he is because we may not have watched him at AC Milan. And that could be a product of the Italian league not being as showcased as it once was in the 90s and the 2000s, mid-2000s really quite a bit. So I'd watch for him. It's funny because a recent card of his, uh, I was looking on eBay recently, trying to find some more rookie red tickets. I have one PSA 10. I have a PSA 9 as well. Uh, if anybody wants a PSA 9, hit me up. Happy to hook you up. Uh, obviously, uh, try to give you a really sweet or nice deal. But we did have one this week. I haven't verified it yet. I did see it on eBay, a completed sale. I haven't verified it on 130 point. A Rafael Leon PSA 10 red rookie ticket sold for $910. I think that was on the first as well. I haven't verified that. Uh, the Raws are still selling for about 200 150 We see some sales in October of 70 52 uh, I think that's the base, though. But um, so they, they are out there. You just got to find them. And the, the prices are really kind of uh, vary there. 
Sometimes buying raw can be a gamble, especially with those rookie tickets. They do have some centering issues, so I'd watch for that. I may potentially try to get some of that stuff to break. I think that set's really an incredible set to be a part of uh, with the players that are in it that are featuring at this World Cup. There are some players in there that are, are key to that set. All right, next player is a U.S. player, Yunus Musa, uh, Valencia player, U.S. player, fantastic player. I believe he's got cards in 2021. Chronicles, I believe Mosaic's got his rookies. Take a look and look for his cards. He's going to be an integral part of the U.S. I think he's very dynamic for the United States uh, at the World Cup. Whether the United States is going to get through the group stage, I am not sure. I'm not too confident, to be honest. And a lot of people have kind of gone down on the U.S.'s hopes there. I think, you know, when you're going to play England, got to be careful. England's got to be careful too, right? They don't want to overlook the American team. Uh, America tends to sometimes show up for these big games. They play their competition. Uh, and sometimes and when I say that, they play up to their competition and whether they're good and they play down to their competition when they're bad. We just saw that recently with Saudi Arabia, how terrible they were. So I take a look at his cards as well. Charles de Catelaire, CDK, uh, the Belgium uh, attacking forward midfielder, wherever they're going to put him. Uh, he is another interesting player. Uh, started out strong at, at, at Milan, has been relatively quiet the last few weeks in terms of the, the statistics that we like to see in the hobby. But I think he's an interesting um, player to look at. Uh, for me, obviously, he is in last year's Chromes, Sapphire, Aoki set. Um, I think he's got an Obsidian card as well. For me, really, it's a Sapphire. Find something numbered that you can get uh, to move. But I don't think he's played up to expectations yet at AC Milan. He has shown flashes of brilliance, obviously. At the World Cup, could be a coming out party for him. Julian Alvarez, the Argentinian forward, Man City player, who's been overshadowed by Erling Holland, but whenever he plays for City, he damn looks good. Uh, tremendous finish the other day in the Champions League uh, with a crazy pass from uh, KDB, obviously. Uh, but he has, he doesn't have really have any cards yet either. Um, he's got a sticker in South America. He's also got a Panini Instant South American uh, sticker, uh, not sticker, card. Uh, that you can you can find that on on eBay as well. I think those are running probably anywhere from 100 to 200 dollars each raw. So take a look at that. Next player, uh, Denmark from from Denmark, a Danish player. Uh, we always hard not to uh, talk about Denmark and some of the fantastic players they have on that team. Uh, and no, I'm not going to talk about Ericsson. And no, I'm not going to talk about Damsgaard. I'm going to talk about Mohamed Darmi. Uh, he is a left winger. For, for Denmark. He is on loan at FC Copenhagen, where he did start AX, does own his rights. He does have rookies in this year's products. So take a look at the Topps Chrome products, Topps Sapphire, and, and look for some of his stuff. His stuff is relatively cheap. I think he's kind of that, that player where you're low risk, high ceiling reward. Uh, and, he, and he's an electric player, uh, very electric player. Reminds me a lot of... Um, a little bit of Rafael Leon in terms of the size and what he can do. Obviously, he's got to develop a little further to be at that at that capacity. But excellent player. I think he could make a difference there. Whether he starts for Denmark, I'm not sure yet. And again, a lot of these guys on this list, we're, we haven't got final rosters yet. So it's hard to say if these guys will actually make their rosters. So, all right, next, Luka Susic. Um, tremendous passer, uh, ball carrier, you know, really models his game after his hero number 10, Luka Modric. Will be playing for Croatia as well. Excellent at switching the fields of play with his long passes. Uh, 
tremendous player. He's at Salzburg right now. One of the knocks on him is his discipline on the field. Highly competitive player that sometimes gets involved and gets too many yellow cards or red cards. So, uh, but a potentially really kind of a breakout player for many people. He's got products this year in, in Chrome Stadium Club, I believe Sapphire as well, uh, Merlin as well. So there's there's a plethora of rookies now. A lot of these guys have rookies. Too many of them, I think. Um, so you got to kind of look for a niche rookie. A Raphael is a prime example, right? We talked about his rookie red, his rookie tickets, the base, the red, and the cracked dice. He also does have a uh, what is this, that pitch prodigy or pitch kings? I can't remember the name of the insert. Um, I believe it is a, and I'm not to harken back to Rafael Leon, but he does have another card from that set, which which is in super short print or it might be an SP. It's one of the two. Oh, it's pitch pitch kings, Rafael Leon. So there is one on eBay right now for two hundred twenty three dollars uh, from the UK. For Rafael Leon, sorry, I forgot to mention that one. Next guy, um, and I'm not sure if he's going to make the World Cup squad for Mexico, a guy that I've been watching uh, or following for a little bit, Marcelo Flores. He's an Arsenal player. He's 18 years old. Hasn't played yet for Arsenal, so he may not get the call up to Mexico, but with Mexico, you never know. Next player on my list that I'll be watching, he's also in a lot of products this year, Tops Chrome, um, Sapphire, Merlin, Campbell Mejbri. Uh, he plays at Birmingham City. He's obviously on loan from Man United. He was a he was a um, a uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. He did represent France uh, at the under 16, under 17 level until he ultimately decided that he wanted to re- represent Tunisia, where his parents are from. So watch for him. He could be an interesting prospect in terms of uh, up and coming star. Next player, um, Abdul Fatu Isahuku. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Again, Abdul Fatu Isahuku. He is a Sporting of Lisbon player. He's 18 years old. He will be representing Ghana at the World Cup. Many have called him one of the greatest prospects of this generation. So, again, I'm not sure if he'll be on the roster. I think he will. We'll see what happens there. Another player to consider. I didn't do a deep dive on his cards yet. I imagine there's probably stickers or something that you can find of his from the Portuguese league. Um, I don't know if there's really any Panini African uh, stickers that are available either. So just remember some of these names as you're watching the World Cup might help you kind of look at uh, potential guys to invest in. The next player, uh, people know who he is. I just don't, I just think he's so undervalued in the hobby. I did feature him in my feature him in my World Cup buying issue, and some of those players will be on here. Federico Valverde, who represents Uruguay, plays for Real Madrid. He's been phenomenal. Scores all of his goals from outside the box. That's how incredible the player he is. Outstanding finishing, outstanding technical ability. Just a phenomenal, he's just been on fire. I think right now he's probably one of the top midfielders in the world. I'd put him up there with KDB, probably right there with him uh, at this point. Uh, just, I, I'm just so enamored by this player. I think he's just incredible what he does. I think he's the type of player that can fit into any system and play really well. So Uruguay has a promising team at the World Cup. Whether I do think they're a little young still. I think at 26, they could potentially be a big favorite to win the World Cup. But Federico Valverde, I did talk about his mosaic cards. Uh, there are some available. He does have a rookie ticket as well. Uh, 2021 Chronicles, they're in there. Uh, you could find a Purple Mojo, I believe. 
and then obviously if you're going for the chronicles hobby you may find some numbered stuff that that is available mosaic same thing i bought some mosaic recently to grade again long term low risk type of plays where i'm buying green mosaics for you know eight bucks right uh and those are selling i think psa 10s at 200 a clip i think that's really cheap for a player of his, of his caliber all right next player uh dorman player for germany i'm not sure again some of these guys, I'm not sure if they're on the, the roster yet, so don't kill me for it. Nico Schottelberg, um, center back for Germany, defender. Uh, could make his presence really well known at the World Cup, along with some of his other teammates. Musiala, as we know, is having a great year. But he's an interesting player at Dortmund, center back uh, to watch for. Um, next player I am watching as well, another player that will be playing for Ghana. Uh, currently plies his trade in the French League with Stadarin. Um, Kulmadin Sumana, uh, he's an, a forward, excellent, excellent dribbler. Um, he's got incredible speed. He is in Merlin Chrome. That's where you'll find his rookies. They're not in Topps Chrome. They're not in Sapphire. So he's one of the players that I would identify with trying to find a numbered card of his from the Merlin set. And I think he's relatively cheap as well to buy, but he's an incredible player in my eyes that, that I would watch for, especially, um, from Japan, next player, Ao Tanaka. He plays for Dusseldorf in the Bundesliga. He is a center midfielder who is creative, will help kind of that engine burn for Japan, uh, make that team move forward. Excellent player. Showed up really well against the United States in that disparagingly performance for the United States, but played really well in that, in that game. Uh, so take a look at his stuff. Takafusa Kubo, another uh, Japanese player. Uh, look for his rookie ticket. Again, he was one I featured during my during my one of my World Cup preview buying issues. So um, those are some of the guys. In terms of um, looking for the cards, let me know. I kind of, if you have questions, shoot them over on Instagram. I'm happy to answer those questions on where you can find some of these cards or who they are, or potentially deep dive a little bit more. It didn't do too much of a deep dive into some of the other players, but I will next week. I'll be adding some more to watch out for. So I appreciate um, any input from anybody who wants me to cover any certain players. One of the other things that kind of saddens me is we kind of ignore uh, the players that are out of the World Cup, right? And, and for some reason this year, striking, we have some stars that are out of the World Cup, either through their countries didn't qualify or injury. Now the country qualification process uh, for the next World Cup, they're expanding the the country. So there's going to be a lot more. So I guess we'll ignore them a little bit. So, you know, when I, when I talk about that, we're talking about obviously about Erling Holland who won't be there. He should be at the next one. Uh, I really, I really think they'll qualify. They got some really good young players coming through their system. But some of the injured players, we kind of forget like these guys – excuse me, are going to be out of the World Cup. What's going on? Is there an opportunity, possibly? And I kind of look at some of these players and I say, well, there might be an opportunity for some of us to go in as collectors and, and buy some of their products or, or cards a little cheaper than they would normally be, you know? Uh, some of them are legendary players on their national teams. Some of them perform really well at their club teams as well. So... You kind of have to dive a little bit, a little bit, and look at that, and and figure out if there's an opportunity there because these guys are people that we're not going to be talking about during the World Cup, all right? First person, 
big loss. Uh, the first two, actually, both French players that are going to be on gone at the World Cup, instrumental in their 2018 wins. You know, um, Paul Pogba, uh, the first one I want to talk about, he injured his knee in the preseason. Uh, he had surgery in September to repair a damaged meniscus. So uh, he's 29. He started training again. Um, but then on uh, this week, actually, or last week, actually, on Halloween, um, his agent advised that he wouldn't return to action uh, for Juventus or uh, France for the World Cup. So sad to see him go because I think Pogba plays really well uh, when he plays for France on the international level. Really excellent, excellent player when he plays for France on a club level. I, I he's been kind of underwhelming for me, uh, unless he's at Juve. Juve he's phenomenal when he plays there. Before he had gone to Man United, but before he returned to Man United, he had been phenomenal there. Big, big player, right? And Golo Kante, another Frenchman that they're going to miss. They're going to miss him heavily. Uh, and we'll see what, how they can kind of fill it in with some of the younger guys that they have. Shunami of um, Real Madrid. Um, again, I had a little tongue twister there, but Golo Kante uh, plays for Chelsea, suffered. Um, a huge setback in rehabbing his hamstring. So that injury basically has restricted him to two appearances this season for Chelsea, uh, although Chelsea's been playing well lately. Um, besides last week's drubbing at Brighton, um, he's going to be silent for about four months after the surgery. So sad to see him go. Timo Werner, again, he got hurt this week, sustained a pretty bad um, ankle injury during the Champions League. Went over uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, um, and he's sidelined for the rest of this year. Reese James, England, uh, 22-year-old right back, probably their best defensive right back that they have over TAA. He injured his knee uh, against AC Milan uh, in October in the last um, games in the Champions League, and it looks like he's going to miss the, the tournament. So it looks like he's going to be about eight weeks that he'll be out, so he'll probably be back for the new year. My guy, Diego Jota, obviously for Portugal, big loss for them. Um, you know, we talk about replacing players, uh, and some of those guys you can't replace. Jota, I feel, is kind of on that level as well, although Portugal's loaded with talent up front. I'm sure somebody can slide in and perform well for him. It's too bad that he's going to miss the World Cup. Uh, he suffered a pretty devastating calf injury in the win over uh, Man City. Um but uh, he does not need surgery, so that's a good thing. But he's going to miss the World Cup, which is sad for him as a player. And maybe he'll still have time to make another World Cup, uh, potentially. On another note, with Portugal, uh, Rafa Silva from Benfica needs to – him and Fernando Santos got to make up and uh, so he can come back to the national team. So we'll see. He's, he's in tremendous form. Pedro Neto, another Portuguese player, 22-year-old Wolves player who suffered a devastating injury last, uh, wait, two years ago, a year and a half ago, was on most of last year, came back in late March. Um, he's undergoing an, uh, an ankle uh, surgery now so uh, that he sustained against West Ham in October. It's too bad because he's, he's a guy that I'm really high on that could potentially be an excellent player. Uh, he's very talented. A lot of the, the larger teams have wanted to try to scoop him from Wolves, even with those injury concerns. So he may be the type of player that we see just constantly injured and just can't get healthy. Uh, it's Giovanni Reina style, which is sad. So hopefully that, that changes. France is another guy that's going to be at Bubakar Kamara, uh, Aston Villa midfielder. He suffered a huge uh, 
a knee ligament injury in September, and he'll be out until after the World Cup, unfortunately, for France. Another loss for Brazil, Arthur Mello. Um, he is uh, Liverpool's uh, midfielder is on loan, uh, picked up a muscle injury in um, the match against Rangers or in the build-up to, excuse me, not in the match actually against Rangers. He got injured not during the game, so really stinks. And for Canada, we have a big um, one of their injuries, Scott Kennedy, 25-year-old. He had a – he's a defender for Canada. had a bad shoulder injury at the end of October while playing for SSV on Regensburg in the German second division. So Canada loses a player as well. seems like everyone's losing players um, for Mexico. Um, Jesus Corona uh, is going to be out. Sevilla winger, former Porto player, who suffered a fracture on his left ankle while he was training with the La Liga club in August. He underwent surgery, so that injury has happened a while ago. He was named in the in the squad, preliminary 31-man squad. But uh, George Sampoli, the coach of Sevilla, has said that he could return to training only by December. So we'll see what happens. Now, you have some players that are kind of racing against time, and I haven't really done uh, too much research on what their status is uh, currently. Uh, I'm just a few players that come to mind right now. Ben Chilwell for England, left back, uh, pulled up with a hamstring injury during at a time of the Chelsea Champions League, went over Dinamo Zagreb. Doesn't look too positive. It's a hamstring, so we'll see what happens uh, with him. Hopefully, he is back for England as well. You just hate to see all these players kind of gone or um, injured. Another guy that's come up here is uh, Tottenham, Sonyoung Kitmin. Um, you know, I think he's going to be at the World Cup. He suffered a facial fracture uh, following uh, an aerial clash in the in the Champions League with Shenzel Memba. Um, against Olympique Marseille. And um, so he's having surgery on his facial uh, fracture. And I would think he's not going to miss the World Cup for anything. So we'll probably see him in a mask, Victor Osamine style, or, or a helmet, or whatever the case may be. So hopefully we see him there. He's one of the more exciting players in the world right now. The other one um, at Belgium, Romelu Lukaku, he is... Um, he injured his hamstring uh, after making a comeback after two months on the sidelines. Hopefully, he's there. Paulo Dybala suffered, uh, according to Jose Mourinho, he suffered a very bad injury uh, when he tweaked his thigh muscle while running a, pen a penalty against Lecce. So he injured himself during a penalty. But it is what it is. Hopefully, he makes it. Kyle Walker's another one from England who's had a groin injury, but I can't remember if he played the other day or not. But they seem to be pretty confident he will be there. Calvin Phillips. Um, been sidelined uh, with a shoulder problem as well, but could could return before the World Cup. For Uruguay, Ronald Arujo, Barcelona center back, he opted to have his uh, surgery on his thigh in late September, saying he made the choice uh, to return to 100% as soon as possible. So he's still not ruled out completely. And then Angel Di Maria for Argentina, Juventus ringer. He is out until early this month. Um, due to a hamstring injury. Uh, so I think he'll be fine. Uh, they said he probably need about three weeks to heal. So hopefully he's at the World Cup too. So I just wanted to talk about those guys a little bit because I think those guys are important guys that we may miss or may not see at the World Cup. So hopefully we do see them there. Um, a few
few quick things. Uh, I want to talk a little about Prism um, World Cup release. I am excited for it. Uh, I can't wait to possibly get my hands on some at the right price or get into some breaks. I may have some to break too if I get the right prices, kind of like the Merlin Chrome break we did. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the checklist, the auto checklist. I think Panini is really not um, doing their homework. Or they're just trying to get rid of all their uh, sticker autos that they have in the warehouse. I am not sure what the issue is there. But uh, the product that's Prism World Cup comes out every four years. Big product. You would have thought they would have put a little more attention into the checklist of the certain players being included. Again, it's hard for them, obviously, given that they don't know what the squads will look like, who's going to make the team, who won't be on the team. Um Quick few things. Uh, one thing, I am running an MLS Chrome break. If you're interested, hit me up. 65 bucks, two teams. You pick two teams. There's still spots left. Pretty cheap break. Whole case of MLS Chrome. Uh, fun break. Uh, I might get another case, too, as well, so maybe we'll run two of them. Uh, lastly, I am really interested in this Deco set that Tops released this past week. Really good checklist. Enzo from Benfica's in there. So I am going to be looking forward to getting uh, some of that. If somebody can get their hands on it at a good price for me, I don't mind paying a little over. I just don't want to pay the, the the tax, you know, the huge amount of money. So uh, let me know. Other thing is I am probably going to be getting some T-Mall Chronicles 1920 to rip uh, and do a break of that. If you're interested in that, let me know. Uh, might be fun. And, um, again, our breaks, I try to do some breaks here and there. I don't do a lot of them. But, but I like to promote them on here too as well for those that might be interested. And we do have uh, another case of Merlin coming very soon as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, I don't have much more to talk about this week. Uh, I think some of my hobby wishes, uh, I'm still looking for one of those Jose Mourinho Platinum curated top set um, at cost or a little bit above. I'm cool with paying a little bit above or just the auto card, whatever of his uh from that product i am looking for that uh i also the imperial i'm putting some stuff for sale on my story so check that uh, i don't try to tax anybody too much i try to really help the community where i can and where there's room for me to help the community so watch for those things um again if you have questions you know send them over a dm i'm happy to answer them i think for the most part i answer everybody normally uh also questions any hobby rants any news that you want me to talk about let me know if you want me to profile a certain player, profile a certain game, profile a team, whatever the case may be, it's really been hard for me to do a World Cup preview not knowing the squads that are going for each country. I want to get to that point, and hopefully up until before the World Cup, I can do that for all of you and talk about each group, each team at some point or another. Uh, I'm really waiting to see what the final kind of squads are going to be before I kind of go into my prediction phase. A few people ask me, what are your picks? I can't give my picks yet. I don't even know uh, who's going to the World Cup in terms of players for certain countries. So I'm trying to be very kind of careful in how I view the World Cup and who I'm going to predict to win it. Obviously, you know who I want to win, the USA or Portugal. That's who I want to win, obviously. So uh, I don't see the USA winning. Portugal has a potential chance to win. Will they win? Probably not. They'll let us down again. Um, you know, they're not they they are one of the most talented teams in the world cup do they have the best players no do they have the the, the most depth no i think in certain areas they do have depth uh from midfield on up top they do on the defensive standpoint they don't i don't think i don't think there's a lot of depth so that's a weakness i'm looking at i look at that same weakness on brazil as well so we'll see what happens um 
I could be wrong. I could be right. Hopefully I'm wrong on, on all of that. Uh, but um, if you are not following me on social media, please do. Uh, social media, special one cards at special one cards uh, on Instagram on whatnot at special one cards uh, as well. Um, and then I do have an eBay store. So if you guys ever go on there and you find anything you like, just hit me up on DM. I could probably do better for you um, versus doing it through eBay. And then anything on my story, you see that I post uh, with a price will be uh, a lot of stuff has room for negotiation. So don't be afraid to, to try to negotiate with me. Anyways, guys, I really appreciate you all uh, sticking with me. Thank you to all those who joined the Merlin break last week. We had a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we had those two case hits that didn't come through. So hopefully we do get those kind of taken care of by tops. Problem is, it's about six, eight months turnaround. So I'll be waiting. I want to do the right thing. Whoever those were, whoever team you had in that break, and if they do send me a match ball in a renaissance, those are the teams that will get that. So I hope you guys all have a great weekend. Let's get amped for the World Cup. It's coming up. Send me your questions on the World Cup. Happy to do them next week. Um, and I'm actually planning on having a guest next week. Haven't decided yet who to approach for this, but we are going to have a guest for sure next week. All right, guys. I thank you so much again for listening, and I look forward to to hearing from you guys on, on Instagram. Send me a DM, all right? Take care.